It's time for Later This Week with Coco and Fran. Hey, Coco, why is it called Later This Week if the show comes on Mondays? I don't know. (laughs) Hi. Hi. Where are you calling me from? I'm calling from a beautiful garden, apparently. <laughs> um, I'm just going to, I'm going to put this microphone right in my mouth. Do it. Because, because... you know, anything that will improve our sound, right? <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. There it is. <laughs> there it is. I mean, do we not listen to our feedback that comes in? We do. Okay. God do. damn it. We do. Oh, my God. We have we have so many good shows that our audience hasn't even heard yet. So many, and we even do all the all of the um, the grunt work for you. All of the links are on our profile, so you don't have to do anything. Just Nothing. click. Nothing. But I love the feedback. I mean, we're getting some feedback. I love it too. I mean, it really does truly help us. No, it does. And when, especially when people attempt to write in English. Wow. I'm sipping, you... I'm sipping on tea. And this what? is the funny, this is a funny thing about this tea. This tea is called Secret Garden. There's, there is no, wait, there is no secret. It's black tea with a hint of peach. I'm like, that's what it says in parentheses. It says Secret Garden tea. And then in parentheses, it's a spoiler alert. It's like black tea with a hint of of peach. And you're like, why did you call it Secret Garden? Like, you would think it would have, you know, hibiscus and basil and like this and that. No, Like, I'm expecting like a Nicki Minaj of tea. (laughs) (laughs) It's Earl Grey with peach. Right. Like, black tea with a squish of lemon. (laughs) Oh, man. We can drink some tea, can't we? Yes, we can. I'm actually going to brew a cup after this Oof. so are you missing america yet I, I there's parts of it that i'm missing yes and okay. i was reading an article today about how it's coming up to the one year mark of the border being closed and there has been no discussion about you know any plan of reopening and it just it was kind of depressing to hear because I've been conversing with my sisters, uh, one of them who lives in the States. You and I, we have conversations about what we're going to do when we can finally travel. You've got lots, you've got big plans for us. Big. (laughs) But just the, the prospect of not having the border open this year is very depressing. You Mm -hmm. know, it's scary Mm -hmm. and sad, you know, Because I don't know when I'll be able to see my sister, when she'll be able to come here. Uh, And just having that freedom to be able to travel. Like, it's already frustrating enough not to be able to to travel to Montreal or the next province over in Quebec, you know, because they've got far more restrictions than we do. They've got curfews and and whatnot. So it's Mm -hmm. it's it's really strict. So it's it's not fun. It's not fun. My question is, how are you going to travel to Ontario? By boat. Okay. Because <laughs> I know it's far from you. 
Ottawa to Ontario is very far. I mean, that's like going from Newark to New Jersey. Yep. <laughs> How do you travel from Newark to New Jersey? I, I, I haven't figured it out. Rickshaw? <laughs> well, yeah. It, there's a huge Asian community there. They... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when you say rickshaw, I think about those vintage wagons from the movies that you watch. The back in the day movies. Where, yes. <laughs> where they are going through some like beautiful Asian community and people are in rickshaws. And I'm like, why do they got to be in rickshaws just because they're an Asian community? There you go. They have That's cars. They have cars. It's the, it, it's, you know, it's romantic being drawn <laughs> by a man. <laughs> R- racism in movies, romantic. romantic. I mean... <laughs> Oh, that's Lord. That's <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. You're, you're talking about borders and going over borders and crossing borders. Mm. And I wanted to talk today about boundaries, crossing boundaries. I love your segue. Listen, that's how the Lord made me. <laughs> <laughs> Your your segue was well endowed. Hey, I mean, <laughs> yes, so, boundaries. So we, you know, you and I talk about boundaries a lot, and I think what's hard for people with boundaries is someone always ends up getting hurt. That's yeah. that's like the idea, right? Because when you tell someone how you feel, you assume you haven't even told them yet. And maybe there's someone that you never tell them how you feel, but you just assume they're going to have their feelings hurt, you know? And we talk about boundaries. It's not like the idea of don't touch me. Don't touch my stuff. Don't boundaries is even telling someone I'm exhausted from a week of work. I told you I was going to come over to have dinner with you, but I can't because I just don't feel like I can. Yeah. You know, it's establishing a boundary and saying, this is not right for me at this moment. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us feel a lot of guilt. And I'm always saying to people, like every day, I must say this at least once to somebody that I'm working with. Why would you stay somewhere or do something that is causing you such pain just to make someone else happy? You you said the word guilt. There's there's That's something that I carry a lot of whenever I have to say no to someone. Or I feel I need to justify my reason, you know, for for not doing it, for not going, for whatever. You don't need to justify it. If I'm not feeling like going, mm-hmm. if I'm mentally not prepared to do something, if if I'm not ready to have you come over to my home, for example, for a visit, it should be enough to say, sorry, I can't do it today. Or, or no. Yeah. Plain and simple. But... Like, and I, I know I do this a lot and it's something that I need to kind of break. I always feel like I have to either tell a white lie or justify my reasons for not doing something. And there's always this tremendous amount of guilt attached to it. And it, there shouldn't be like, you've always told me that if someone tells you something, you're like, sure. Okay. There's nothing, there's nothing, there's no pushback. Mm -hmm. Never any pushback. And 
I wish more people were yeah. like them, but they're not. Because you know they're what? Not. Because I want, I think most people don't want honest relationships. Like think about the example I brought up earlier about not going to someone's house for dinner. If you called me and said, I really don't feel good. I had a long day at work. I'm not sick, but I just don't feel like the mental capacity to come to your mm -hmm. house and eat dinner. I'd say I would much rather you not come because I don't want you to show up not feeling like yourself yeah. and then making me feel like you don't even want to be there. I talked exactly. you into it. Like, yeah. that makes no sense. But you know what the problem is? A lot of people, just because they have pubic hair, they think they're adults. And they're not. They're not. No. no. And they need to grow up. They need to just... I had this conversation a million times with one of my friends and for the longest time she would feel guilt every time she wouldn't come over or she would miss a party or something. And I finally one day said to her, I will ask you one question and that's it. When you tell me you're not coming, I will only ask you, are you okay? That's yeah. it. Are you okay? Do you need, yeah. do you need something right now? Like, yeah. and then that's it. And then it's like, okay, we'll talk tomorrow. And yeah. if you don't want to talk about why you didn't come, we don't have to have that conversation either. Yeah. It's just I think there's also, I think there's also this worry or fear that the person who is constantly saying no, those invitations will stop coming. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I don't care because what I say to people is if they're the right friends, they will continue to invite you if they exactly. stop, if they stop inviting you, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, and I, I want to send the message clearly. It, boundaries is one thing. Being an asshole is something completely different. If yeah. you're telling your friends that you're coming and then you just don't show up and that becomes your MO. Mm -hmm. It's like, have the decency to communicate with them. That's yeah. it. And what you said earlier too, about the white lie. Honestly, I would much rather somebody, not to me, but if you have trouble communicating to your friends, I would rather you lie to them than show up and be miserable. That's, yeah. that's it. Because some people so choose that. They choose to be miserable because then they feel guilty about lying. Yeah. That's not, yeah, it's not worth that at all. Listen, not at all. Listen. I have no problem with lying. I'm even lying about my legal status as an American in this country. <laughs> where Where are you from? Good call. Wow. <laughs> yep. Small little, yeah. small little island off the coast of. <laughs> Jesus Murphy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So tonight boundaries also um closure close close closure. closing that door what what do you want to say about closure come on this is it i want to hear it now come on okay so just to just to kind of rewind a little bit back in episode four of this season the episode the circle we had one of our biggest fans miss maya on and the tables were turned and she asked you and I a bunch of questions. And one of the questions that really stuck with me for a long time 
was the one she she asked about what moment in our life made a profound impact. And yours was obviously very beautiful. It was the birth of your daughter. Mine was uh, a negative. <laughs> you know, I got to go dark. Oh, I got to go negative. Your whole, listen, your whole life is Camp Crystal Lake. <laughs> I've actually camped there. I know. We had that on an episode back in October. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Fuck. You shouldn't mention that. <laughs> anyway, so my, my memory, my my response uh, of a, a moment that was an impactful moment or that made an impression in my life was a conversation that I had with my guidance counselor in high school. And I remember after that episode, you know, I, I, I would think about that moment and think about all of the things that I or I did or didn't do in life because in the back of my mind, I was thinking about that conversation. So I was having a discussion with my sisters and my sister Jocelyn actually made the suggestion to write a letter. So I wrote a letter and the intention was to mail it out to the school, I, I knew my guidance counselor is, no, is not there anymore. I actually looked up all of this information online about the, the, the school board and the, the current um, faculty and all that stuff. And he's not a guidance counselor there. I don't know if he's retired. I don't know if he's dead. I don't know anything. Um, but my intention was to mail it to the school, even if the current principal read it, the current guidance counselors read it, and they got something out of it. That's that's something, you know. Um, but then there's a part of me that's like, well, I've written it. That should have been cathartic enough. But there's it's still it's still there's still pain there because sometimes when I read it, because I have it here, and sometimes when I read it, there's still that sadness attached to it. So I don't know if I've still I don't know if I've achieved the closure, but it is. This is where I am right now. So. I'm going to read this letter and you'll know what I wrote. <laughs> so I'm writing to tell you about the importance of words and the power they hold. I recently had a discussion with some friends of mine about a moment in our lives that made a profound impact on us. The following was my moment. I am a Dumont High School graduate, class of 1993. I was not a stellar student by any means. However, I wasn't a complete failure. I knew my grades were not the best, but I tried to excel in everything that I did. The fear and anxiety of failure was always high. The desire to do well was always there. Yet I was never quite able to translate that desire into good grades. I did have hope for my future, however. I knew I wanted to go to college and university. I didn't know what I wanted to study at the time, but I did want to further my education. The thought of studying something that truly interested me was exciting, was exciting to me and was very motivating. The buzz around me of my fellow classmates discussing their futures and where they wanted to study made me want to pursue higher education. Senior year of high school, we sat down with our guidance counselors to discuss the future. 
My guidance counselor was Mr. Daniel Kellett. I remember sitting in his office and being very excited to learn about my options. Again, my grades were not the best, so I knew I couldn't really aim high. But there had to be something for me, some kind of option. He said, I don't think you're cut out for college. This is something you shouldn't pursue. And I was crushed. I know that teachers and guidance counselors are not here to sugarcoat things. We all need a dose of reality. But Mr. Kellett didn't give me any options. He didn't suggest possible alternatives. He gave me nothing. He saw my low, low grades and judged me. I carried those words with me for years. And up until writing this letter, they have stuck with me in every decision that I've made in life. I believed that I was not worthy of success. I believed that I could not do the things that my heart wanted to do because I wasn't good enough. I believed Mr. Kellett, but he was wrong. This letter is not about blaming anyone. It's about me moving forward. It's about our teachers, guidance counselors, and role models understanding that words they use are powerful. The way Mr. Kellett spoke to me was an example of how not to speak to a student. I lived with his words for 28 years. I have a niece and nephew, and I would be so angry and upset if someone spoke to them that way. My hope is that others will never feel the way I did, and that no matter who they are or what grades they have, they are capable of achieving their goals when given the proper support and guidance. That was brave. <clears throat> that was very brave. It's the, the guidance and the environment Yeah, that, that, that helps. Woo! We giving you some deepness today. <laughs> this is deepness. I mean, this episode should be called deepness. <laughs> Maybe it will be. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I mean, do you feel empowered? Do you feel brave? Do you feel like... Well, like I said, I didn't think I was, it was going to make me cry again, but it did. So it just makes me wonder, has it done, has it done what it was supposed to? Well, I think it did more than you think it did. Um, you know, just because you're crying doesn't mean anything. I mean, this, you got to remember when you start crying, that means that this stuff was under the surface. Yeah. So you, you're letting it out now. So absolutely doing what it's supposed to do. I mean, it's never going to be a hundred percent because the other half of it is, about you kind of being like taking responsibility for yourself from now on and just going like, you know, you know what caused a lot of pain for you. You know that this was part of it. So yeah. just reminding yourself that, you know, when you say in the, when you read and you said, these are things that stuck with you for 28 years, you've been living with those words. I think that's what you said. You've been living mm -hmm. with those words for 28 years. And, you know, it reminds me of that expression people living in your head for rent-free. And yeah. it, it, essentially, this man, he lived in your head for 28 years and probably had no idea. And I got to be honest with you, I don't think you're the only person he talked to like that. Oh, probably not. I mean, if it's that easy for him to speak to one student that way, who knows what else he he said. And like, I'm not, you, you know, like, I don't, think it came from a malicious place 
but I'm I also don't want to like justify his words either. Mm-hmm. But also, had... but also, if that's the if that's the mo, if that's how they were supposed to talk to students, it's cowardly because yeah. someone in his position should have known. Here you were, what, 17, 18 years old, and you knew that those words were wrong. How did he not know they were wrong being as old as he is having that position? Yeah. And like so. I said, you know, I'd, teachers and guidance counselors and all, all of them, they're not, we shouldn't sugarcoat things. They shouldn't sugarcoat things because I think if you give anyone a false sense of anything they just uh it just it's i think it does more damage than good uh and i was under no delusion of my grades you know i i knew i wasn't just you know this this amazing student i wasn't a failure but i was i was just average you know so there had to have been something for me of course he should have looked at your grades and been like you're gonna be an artist yeah, <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly what it means. You're going to be a creative person. Yeah. But I hear what you're saying, but I, but also the sugarcoating part, I think him saying what he said to you was just as much of a lie as mm. if he would have said to you, we can get you into Yale. Exactly, which was not my expectation no, at all. But I still think he was lying to you by saying what he said to you. Like, I think the fact that you believed it is the only tragedy in all this. Yeah. You know, I think it's not about sugarcoating. It's about offering you an option that would have worked for you. Don't think you were in like the minority of people who are struggling with grades, because I remember coming out of high school thinking so many people did so well. And then later on, I'll look back and be like, a lot of people had my problems. Exactly. And, and I had a situation recently where before I went back to school for for photography, I actually entertained the thought of of going to nursing school. Mm. And I because I'd been out of school for so many years, I needed to brush up on my math and sciences and so on and so forth. So I enrolled in an adult high school just to take some courses. Right. It wasn't to get any kind of a degree. It was it was so that I could brush up on some of these courses and that way I can apply to the nursing college right and I remember taking maths and and that I had never taken in high school and and this was a subject that just I hated that and science I hated them so much and I was pulling A's and it's it was this wasn't like some dumbed down version of, of, of anything like I, but it was because of how the teachers were teaching mm-hmm. and, and like, I, I'm a completely different person now and I can process information much different than I did back in high school. And like, I know I'm not dumb. I know I'm not an idiot. So, but also in our society, we allow people of power to pass judgment on people we do the same thing when people work at jobs and they look to their boss to make the best decision based on who's the best person to be promoted most times the boss will pick someone who they like Mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean that they're the best person for the job yeah you know so yeah but i just think you know it's but i wanted to share a little bit about closure yeah and what closure means um 
Closure means finality, a letting go of what once was. Finding closure implies a complete acceptance of what has happened and honoring of the transition away from what's finished to something new. In other words, closure describes the ability to go beyond imposed limitations in order to find different possibilities. So number one, these are sort of the rules of closure and the things that, you know, how do we approach closure? How do we ultimately get there? Um, Take full responsibility for yourself. It's ultimately up to you to take the necessary actions to help move you forward. Have conversations with yourself, both asking and answering your own questions in a form of self-dialogue. What or whom are you holding on to and why? Does holding on truly make you happy or are you hanging on to the situation the way it once was or the way you wish wish it had been? A lot of people do that. They hold on to the past without moving forward because it's comfortable. It's comfortable even if something is itchy. And it's not where you want to be. It's like that expression, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. Yeah. And are you trying to avoid dealing with loss and the void that loss creates? If you're willing to let go, what does that really mean? What do you have to do to let go? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, ultimately comes like it's work, you know, yeah. that's ultimately what it is. Um are you afraid of not knowing what the outcome will be? There you go. That's the mm-hmm. devil you don't know. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, what do you believe will happen if you let this go? Being as honest as you can will play, play, excuse me, will pay off in the long run. The pain, the hurt, the anger, the disappointment will diminish once you've cleared the way to a better, more realistic understanding of the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, then it goes on to say, grief the loss, uh, take plenty of time to just grieve what yeah. has been lost. And I think that's probably more for people if they lost someone. A or relationship. just an end of, yeah, a relationship. Like a relationship. Yes. Yeah. But you a know. lot of those, a lot of these points are, 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 can, can go across many different forms of closure for sure. You know, mm-hmm. um, and it's important to go through these steps for sure. Yeah. I think the one that I think of for you the most that I think is the most effective on this list. And I think this is a point that you should really look at. That's gather your strengths. Mm-hmm. And it says focus on the positive, make a list of your talents and gifts and assets. Surround yourself with people who know you well, encourage and support you. That's why you do the show with me. <laughs> Shift the emphasis to what you need, what makes you happy. Don't worry about pleasing others. Wow. That's synchronicity. Yeah. Uh, Assess where you can make positive change in your life. Define and affirm what you're able to do something about right now. Um, yeah. And then it goes on to say, the next point is make a plan for the immediate future. For future, create a ritual. Believe it or not, performing a ritual is a powerful tool. And they don't mean like dead chickens and candles. Well, no, they, they meant exactly what I did, right? I wrote this letter. Yep. I wrote it down. And yes, it was very, it was very cathartic. I mean, clearly it still is, but I need to continue with the, the steps for full closure. for Sure. Because what happens is as soon as we feel pain, we start to back away. But yeah, but I don't believe you have that much pain left. I think because you made a dive and I wasn't being dramatic when I said this was brave. It really was Mm -hmm. brave because anybody who's listening might say, 
all she did was write a letter. But they don't realize that we avoid so much stuff. And sometimes yeah. we don't even know we're avoiding it. Yeah. That's the thing. it's I I challenge anyone who may be thinking about something or struggling with something just just to write write it down. Mm-hmm. Be honest with yourself and write it down and then see where it goes from there. I think also I, the other thing aside from the fact that Maya brought this up to you. Hmm. The fact that you took it upon yourself not to go, Maya, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Like you didn't <laughs> like you didn't do that. You actually were like, this is weird. Okay. I feel weird. And then you 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 talk to your sisters and you talk to me about it. Like mm-hmm. the fact that you went that far was also huge because I think a lot of people are afraid of how people are going to see that statement. You know, like someone's going to say to you, let go of it. It happened 28 years ago. It's not that easy. No, it's not. Sometimes. It's not. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I was being bullied in school and I had a guidance counselor who was like, you know what I've learned? I've learned that bullying builds character. Wow. Yep. Them calling oh. me a fat ass and throwing things at me. That build- builds character. That's why I'm on that's why I'm on the number one rated podcast. Right? <laughs> it built character. It does. <laughs> Listen, whatever it builds. So we um this has been a while since we've recorded a show where we've just been by ourselves. Right? I I and I like that. I know it's fun. I like us, and I think people like us too. <laughs> and you know, people listening are like, "This bitch is crazy." <laughs> she, she, she's so full of herself. Right. <laughs> she better, she better write another letter. <laughs> Why is Coco full of herself? Right. <laughs> Listen. Um, so whenever we do our show, just so people know the behind the scenes, um, I put in our calendar a virtual calendar that we both have that alerts one another that when we have our shoot nights or shoot days or our shoot afternoons and we're recording. So just recently I put in for this episode and it, I always put in a location that it's somehow something to do with the show. And you want to know something funny? I never look at the location except for this most recent one. (laughs) And you know, what's funny (laughs) Is that I found this restaurant called Coco Pazzo, which means crazy Coco. Yep. <laughs> and I was dying. Crazy I was Coco. like, there you go. It's Look, perfect. Coco Pazzo. So when the, when the borders open up again, we should go we there. We should go to Coco Pazzo. <laughs> Coco Pazzo. <laughs> hey, Coco Pazzo. Hey, you got some linguines. We're going to get some linguines. <laughs> Jesus. So um, we do have a little time because we have a little interview that's coming up. But yes, um, tell me what who who's coming on. I don't even think I know. Oh, really? <laughs> you better know. <laughs> it's uh, a long lost friend of yours. Yes. Is that safe to say? Yeah. It's um. Yeah. We wanted to we wanted to do something that kind of incorporated. Um, I don't know, reconnecting. 
yeah confronting your past right. in some way like right. interwoven in such a yeah. well you know how you lose touch with people and mm-hmm. sometimes there isn't a reason and then sometimes you get that person in front of you or in this case on the radio on the on the podcast i keep calling this radio you're old school i know so it's interesting to get people to talk to you because I have not talked to this person at all. We have not had a conversation. This is mm-hmm. fresh. This is new. This is like whatever we talk about is I'm going to be hearing it for the first time. Um, and we wanted to do it that way because I thought it was really important for us to have that fresh conversation and people could hear it. And hopefully a lot of what we're doing tonight will inspire people because when you think back on that person that you don't talk to anymore, you don't know yeah. why you're not talking to them. Who knows? You know, mm-hmm. then you, you're like, Oh, we just drifted apart. And then the person's like, Oh no, I was your roommate for 10 years and ice cream. And I never told you. And then they didn't talk for all this time. Wow. Well, that, yeah. I mean, that's a fat room. There's yes. different. Exactly. <laughs> You, your roommate had a big stomach. <laughs> but yeah, there's always different reasons for for relationships to just kind of end. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's just run its course and there's no reason to even ask why, you know? I think the only time is when, there, when you have that question of why did it end, it's when it's so abrupt and, it's, and it, there's no clear... Mm-hmm at least on one person's part, like there's no clear reason for it. So that's where all the questions may come into play. Uh, And then it's up to that other person to to decide whether or not they want to entertain those answers, you know, Mm -hmm. or those questions, you know, because some people just, I don't like using it as a form of ghosting, but it is, Uh, you know, if, if something was done in a relationship and, and that friend has had enough, yeah it can happen where they just they just cease you know all contact it it does happen well i think the guest that's on tonight clearly is not over talking to me um unless it turns into jerry springer like you said i'm i'm looking forward to that listening who know me or like they don't even know who it is like they're just kind of like who is it that's why i'm like not even gonna say their name until they come on so does anyone know? No. Nobody really? nobody so- knows about our shows. I never tell anyone unless they have something to do with the production. That's it. Mm, yeah. This is going to be exciting. <laughs> now suddenly she perks I, up. <laughs> I smell Jerry Springer in the air. <laughs> I mean. Maybe a little Maury Povich. <laughs> Or Jenny Jones. She oh was my a bitch. God, Jenny Jones. <gasps> Ooh, child. Um, we're saying all of these names. Well, yeah, most of our listeners would know these names. Wait, for sure, I got one but... for you. Get ready for this. Oh one. fuck, Ricky Lake. Love it. Yep. What about used to watch her Sally Jesse. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> those red red rimmed glasses. Tarosh. <laughs> that was that was Tarosh TV. <laughs> But everything, love but it. listen, everything was trash, right? Everything yes. was trash. We're, we're, we're trash. I mean, anything that rolled out of the we're, 90s is trash. We're just continuing. 
garbage. The trash you, pile. You garbage. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, when this border opens, we are going to record like 75 episodes for you guys. All in one We're, day. <laughs> listen, it's going to be like, all right, well, we did one episode in the car. We did one in the supermarket. That's exactly what it's it going to be like. We're just going to bank That's them. <laughs> and then go on That's vacation it. for a and while. We're gonna, and they're going to be like, guys, you didn't even talk about the pandemic. We'd be like, oh, that's because we weren't here for that. <laughs> it's going to be some craziness. They're going to be like, you guys never talked about current events. I'm like, because we were far gone when those current events started. <laughs> we are not going to be up to date whatsoever. Oh, my God. And we've got, I've got some new friends who are listening. Not new friends. I'm sorry. That, I said that wrong new listeners that are my friends yes. because there's people who are now getting into the show. We've got, we've got another super fan creeping up. Who's our new super fan? Carmen. Yes. Carmen. Mm-hmm. She is I'm telling you, she is giving Maya and Jocelyn something mm-hmm. to like a, a run and, for their and money. And you better not fuck with her. Cause she a lawyer. <laughs> That's right. She's Suya. Yeah, she's the Spanish Star Jones. She will tell you. She will be it. like, "I'm a lawyer." <laughs> I and love Carmen's it. got like 19 pairs of those thick rimmed glasses, like those stylish glasses, right? And she's just like, okay. "Oh, they're throwaways. They're only 150 dollars age." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> While I'm lighting her cigarette, she doesn't smoke. She doesn't smoke. She'll be like, "I don't smoke." <laughs> glasses, true. I don't smoke. But you know, she's a she's a fan. Let me tell you, she enjoyed. I mean, if you go on our our Insta, for those of you who don't know, we're on Instagram. We're there. Um, she's been commenting like crazy. Mm-hmm. She's gone into our archives. I think she's pretty much caught she up. Is. She is. She's DVR yeah. some episodes. She went back to I love went it. back to DVR. Whatever she can't find, she can contact Chris. He'll get them for her. Has she burned them onto CD yet? <laughs> That's a super fan. <laughs> you know, archiving it herself in her home. <laughs> oh my God. <clears throat> she would be funny as a guest. We bring her in for some, for some legal enlightenment. Right? We should have an episode about the law. <laughs> and she'll be like, I'm not the one you should call. <laughs> but no, crazy. she enjoys, uh, she's one of those people that she enjoys like she will not claim to be an artist or a creative but she has mm-hmm. an enormous appreciation for it like and she knows that if she can't do something creatively she pulls the right people in you know nice. and she won't nickel and dime yeah. them because she understands artists you know need that absolutely uh, but anyway yeah that's that's our moment in fan of the week <laughs> His Garmin. I love it. That'll be a new spotlight. <laughs> and we're just gonna fan of the and week. let's get a kilo to sing the song. Yes. Fan of the week. <laughs> I I miss Aquila. We need her back. Oh on my the show god! Again. You're, from your mouth to God's ear, I talked to Aquila the other day, and I swear we're gonna get to our guest and go to commercial. I promise. So just one more thing. Yes. Yes, I talked to Akila the other day, and she, it was a it was a Sunday, so I hadn't heard from her like all day. And then I finally get her on the get her through text message, and she's like, "I have been at church all day." And I said to her, "I said, where else would you be?" <laughs> I mean, honestly, 
all day. That's 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 commitment. You don't understand. When they said go tell it on the mountain, not only did they go tell it, they went to climb it. They had a picnic up there. <laughs> I mean, because let me tell you, one of the greatest Christmas songs ever written. You guys look it up. Go tell it on the mountain, and you can listen to any go version. Tell it on the yep, but I but I would definitely say to you if you are gonna find it, make sure that a white person's not singing it. Don't don't listen to that version. <laughs> you need a little bit you of need soul. A little something something. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So our guest will be joining us momentarily. Is that is that yes, what's happening? Yes, we're going to go to commercial and then okay. we'll, we'll be back with our guest. Wonderful. We'll be right back. Hi, everybody. It's Daria Jones, owner, operator, and formulator of Gracefully Yours. Gracefully Yours is an all-natural product that caters to your beard, body, and soul. Every product is carefully formulated and handcrafted with pure love, joy, and good intentions for the goodness of your grooming routine. Head on over to our Instagram at GracefullyYoursDJ or our website, DariaJonesWorld.com forward slash GracefullyYours. Try out our beard and body products made with nature's nutrients, no chemicals or extra additives. Use code FRANCESCO10 for an extra 10% off. Oh, don't forget, this company and this product is made with Black Girl Magic. Ooh. I was jiving to the music. <laughs> I love that there's hold music. It was like the lobby music. Mm-hmm. The, re- we, the reception hall <laughs> we are back from commercial uh, can't I wait gone, I should have gone to the bathroom <laughs> but anyway you and me both right um, I don't think we spent this much time waiting for any guests yes we have who there was someone who took a while actually Laura maybe there was someone. Ames was our fastest. Yeah. What is happening? I have no idea, dude. Hold on, I'm texting her. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll just we'll just wait. It's fine. Well, we'll just wait. Okay, this is ridiculous. Did she text you back? <sighs> I got nothing. When you text people, are you a finger texter or a thumb texter? Always finger? Yeah, because my thumb is too wide. I end up hitting number different letters. Hmm, interesting. This is the good butt plug. You'd be like, <laughs> dum, 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 dum. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's the sprinkler system. <laughs> Go sit in my front yard and water my flowers. <laughs> damn, damn. All right, this is not happening. I mean, did she get cold feet? She she your friend. But she's your peeps. Habibi, <laughs> Habibi. <laughs> oh Lord. Let's... When you sent her when you sent her the text before we were recording, just like giving her a heads up that the text was coming from me, had she replied to that at no. all? But I sent that 10 minutes ago. Okay. Like it's not difficult to 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 connect no. to anchor. 
Fuck. All right. Well, I guess we don't have a guest. <laughs> Imagine she totally shafted us. You know what? If she did, this is going to be an even better show than you thought. Maury Povich. <laughs> or the Canadian version. Povich Maury. <laughs> You are not the father. <laughs> oh, but we, Povish Mori, Povish Mori. Chris is going to yell at my French. He will. He just hates that I pronounce words so correctly. <laughs> he, he judges. God, he is so Judge Judy. <laughs> well, you know, to me, it's like we're almost 10 minutes past what we said we would call her. Like, I feel like, is that, is it not happening? Like, did I mean, she knows it's, what if she didn't change her clock? No, she's, she's probably looking at her phone for her phone, for the time. Everyone uses right, her phone. Yeah. Where, yeah, what year is it? She's like her kitchen clock. The one with the apple on it. She's like putting her know. battery in it. And sometimes, no, how people live their lives <laughs> she's like i used to have this apple shaped clock in my kitchen and one time the battery died and i thought it was 12 15 for three hours for three days <laughs> i was like wow i got plenty of time wow i got plenty <laughs> <laughs> i got plenty of time <laughs> oh my god see we can do a show about anything let's do it about clocks that don't have batteries in them And that'll be our most listened to episode. <laughs> right, ever. right. You'll have people sending us mail. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll be the one where your sister leaves feedback that's like the most positive. She'll be like, that was the best episode you guys ever did. <laughs> yeah. Oh. She'll be like, yep. You know? It's about it's about expectations. We just gotta lower them. <laughs> that's it. I think that that's about life. Like right now, we expected our caller. <laughs> is this for real is this happening i guess i don't know okay let's say she really did just shaft us are you going to say anything to her of course have we met have you and i ever met no i don't know you. do you think I've been, do you think I've been doing a, a podcast with a stranger i mean do you think that i would ever tell someone nothing i would say nothing about this no, in a situation like this, yes, it's it, it, it's something would have to be said. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't dwell on it. I would just clear the air and say, you know, you made a commitment. What happened? Okay. So anyway, I want to. What else would you like to talk about? I mean, there's plenty that we can talk about. I mean, th this is a beauty of our show. People are listening and they're going to go, see, this is what I mean. This is what I like about this show. You guys, mm -hmm. the show must go on. You know, I was when I was piecing together our one of our previous episodes and we recorded a new intro, <laughs> the one where you asked me, why is our show called Later This Week, but the episode airs on Mondays? And I said, I don't know. But the truth is, we do know. Why did, like, I don't know if anyone really knows how we came up with the name of our podcast and it's because of 
what you and I used to say to each other mm -hmm. when we had our phone conversations that we would always say, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll catch up later this week or whatever. Mm -hmm. It was always later this mm -hmm. week, later this week. And that's when we decided, you know what, this would be a perfect name for it. So yeah, we don't air it later this week, but we always say later this week to one another. Well, if you live in the Czech Republic, Monday is actually the last day of the week. There you go. Mm -hmm. It's the day they go to church. Is it really? I don't know. <laughs> you can tell me anything and oh, I'll probably believe it. I had a boss once who said I could sell ice to an Eskimo. Yes. My boss was like, you could sell anything. And I'm like, yeah, Pepsi's missing out. I should be doing those commercials. Because you know me, I wouldn't even swallow the soda. And they'd be like, oh my God, he's drinking it. Like, this is so delicious. Well, see, that's that's your personality now i don't know if that's just something that you were born with or it was a skill that you honed i think when it came to like acting and whatnot um and, and performing yeah well you're you used it to your advantage in our youth when we used to do bad things but you had this skill of charming people and chatting them up and distracting <laughs> So they weren't they weren't looking at what was actually happening. You know what I'm talking about. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Um so I think our there's a possibility we might still have our guest. Okay, what's going on? There's a possibility, but I'm waiting to see. Let's see. Did she re did she reply to you? She did. And um she was having some technical difficulties because she was somewhere and now she's not there. So okay. I'm just trying was, to figure, I don't know. Okay. Was she not aware that we were recording at seven 30? <laughs> I guess she said, can you give me 15 minutes? Are you fucking kidding me? I'm, I don't make this up. So 15 minutes from now. Yes. So we're not going to record until eight. I guess. <laughs> So here we are waiting for our guest. <laughs> yes. You know, I remember one time I was on the elevator. I was 17 years old. And the only thing I was wearing was a pair of shorts that I bought at Kmart and sunglasses on my head and a Terry Croft robe. And as I dropped the robe to the floor, an old woman got on the elevator and said, Sonny, you dropped your coat. And I said, it's not a coat. It's a robe. And we got into a fight. Then I realized she was one of my aunts. <laughs> okay. Spoken word. <laughs> put some of that audience participation clapping at the back in the background. I mean, I don't know how much longer I can wait. Jesus fucking Christ. I can only wait for love and money. I can't wait for you. Or honey. food. <laughs> or food. <laughs> well, listen, you know what my problem is. <laughs> Your stomach is too big. Yeah. Thank you. 
You got a big stomach. <laughs> God. All right. So I um this is what happens when you plan a segment to go one way and it turns <laughs> out another way. Man, I think I'm just gonna sit here and check my emails. Hold on. <laughs> Listen, you do what you gotta do. Yep. <laughs> you know what song I have in my head right now? When what? I think of you from Miss Janet Jackson. Mm. When I think of you. That album, though, let me tell you, Control. Isn't that on Control? Yeah. I think so, yes. Okay, so I'm done. I'm done waiting. For real? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know what else to do at this point. I mean, this is a waste of our time. All right, tell her. So why do you have to rain on my parade? I'm shaking my head. I'm locking the gates. Wait, this is why we can't have nice things because you break them? I had to take them away. This is why we can't have nice things. Did you think I wouldn't hear all the things you said about me. This, this is why we can't have nice things. Okay, so shall we discuss? But I am going to share a little something. So here's the problem. The problem is, is that we, as a show, trusted that someone who I haven't spoken to in a long time was actually going to show up, you know, more so me because I expect it. So here's the shame on me moment. The last time I worked with this person, she worked with me and someone else working on a comedy show and she wanted to get some production work. So we got her that job. I got her that job. And she helped with some production and planning. And two days before the show, she quit. So when we had that opportunity to work together, that was after another time where she bailed on something that she said she would be, that she would do. So this is a shame on me moment because the exuberance and the excitement that I felt through the text messages that I got really gave me the impression that this was going to be like a moment, not for reconciliation. That wasn't my intention. It was more of someone who was kind of attempting to reach out the olive branch and try to, hey, let's, let's talk about this. Let's have yeah. that moment like you were discussing earlier. Like, you know, you have that moment where you say, let's discuss this. Let's let's do what we need to do here. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of what was going to happen. But sadly, that did not. So I apologize to the listeners because this was going to be a, 
in my eyes, a good opportunity to kind of show an example of what we were talking about, like an actual example. Yeah, where, um, where something where you you saw a, I don't know, reconciliation of sorts in real time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and just so everyone knows the behind the scenes, when we connect with people, obviously we're in COVID times, so we have to connect with people via phone and apps and technology. And our main contact to this individual right now has been through phone. Now, we got a text shortly after we thought she was going to call in, join us, essentially, um, saying that she was running behind. So that running behind was probably about 10, 15 minutes after we said that we would call her. And then that turned into another 15 minutes to call her back. So then we're talking about a half an hour, which she agreed to because I was going to give her enough time to get from where she was to where she needed to be. Yeah. Because if she, if she knew she was running late, that, that message could have been sent way before the time we were supposed to meet. Right. So, Then we attempted to call when we said we would and still no answer. So here's the game that's happened. It's not just, I don't want to do this. I don't feel like I want to do it. The game is, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. Call me only to not pick up, you know, that's frustrating. Yeah. Well, it's also dirty. It's dirty. And you know what? Here's the thing. This is what's so great about this episode is that, you all now who are listening have the permission to punch me in the teeth if I ever talk to this person again. So we're not some like, you know, million dollar podcast with this production team behind us and doing all of these things. And like, it's just you and me, right? Mm-hmm. But we still try to set this podcast up in as professional a way as possible meaning we schedule our times to record because you have a life i have a life mm-hmm. we we you know we can't just expect one each of us to connect and record at the whim of the other yeah that's an unreasonable expectation of course and we're so very we- respectful to each other and our guests Exactly. So when we set something up, whether it's just the two of us or with a guest, we are discussing about schedules. We're figuring out schedules. When it will be the best time for everyone to get together. And if you've agreed to that, but I end up getting fucking disappointed. And Mm -hmm. we've had a situation recently. I won't like go into it completely, but Someone who was on our show who talked about how we support one another and then they turned around and did not support us. Yeah. Yeah. Jocelyn does that. It's horrible. Right. I'm going to, I'm gonna <laughs> we'll sort her out. It wasn't Jocelyn. I mean, it wasn't Jocelyn, it, guys. We're, no, it wasn't we're Jocelyn. Kidding. But it was a shitty, shitty ass move. And yeah, I'm bitter, but I'm moving on. No, but it's not that. It's, it's, you know, I see all sides of it. Right. And if I'm going to take your side for this one, I'll definitely say, I think the part of it that bothered me the most was the hypocrisy. 
Right. Of our of our of the essence of the episode, what we discussed, the comments that were made. I feel dirty. <laughs> yeah. Like I, like now we've we've given space to this person. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's how I feel tonight. I feel like I know that the the point of having this person on was kind of to air these grievances and kind of yeah. figure out what the root of our issue was. But I think that honestly did scare her. I think that she gave it too much thought. Um, I think she was, you know, I gave her an idea of what the concept of the show is. And once again, did not talk to her. It was, this was all through text message. And I think it scared her. I think she really was frightened by what this was going to bring. And honestly, you know what? I can't blame her because maybe she felt like she was going to be blindsided. But, you know, honestly, that still doesn't excuse the fact that she could have just said to me, you know what? This is not for me. Exactly. I mean, we've. We always prep our guests whenever we're going to have an interview. They know the questions ahead of time. So there isn't some big surprise. We're not here to ambush anyone. No. We're not here, to, we're not here to, to make anyone look bad. So she obviously knew exactly what we were going to ask her. So if she truly was not comfortable, she could have backed out the moment she read those questions. Yeah. But this was um, this was not a matter of her fearing the episode. Well, I confrontation. I find her to be highly manipulative, selfish, and this was just a dick move. Big time, you know, and I don't know. It's like I promise you you will not after this episode hear me talk about this again because no. it's it's over and I don't let people live in my head rent free. If you live in there, you got to pay heavy duty sum. Taxes. Mm -hmm. And not everything. those and not those Canadian taxes either. Like those no. American taxes. Those ones where they're like, oh, you paid twice by accident. Well, we're keeping it. Right. No, but I just, you know what? It's, it's, it's dirty and it's gross. And I hope she hears this episode. I hope so too. And the, the episode should be called Don't Be an Asshole. I'm, I'm naming it that. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> oh, God. Wait till the FCC comes looking for us. But you know what? We Listen, it, when people show you who they are, believe them. Honestly, it's the greatest statement ever written. When people show you who they are, don't deny it. This is who you are. So It's so true. It's so true. And besides, we're much more entertaining. We so. are. Um, and then I just, the way I ended it with her was I said... Um, uh, I just basically told her we had to move on. That was just my comment. Because we had to. We had to move on with the show. And she never even responded to that. So, Wow. Really? Yeah. Not even a response to that? No. There was no response. Okay. I promise you. Dick move. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, and it's true. I mean, like, again, it's it's our time. We're not here... Yeah, we love to talk to one another, but it's like we don't need to be recording until the wee hours of the night. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've been working all day. Mm -hmm. You want to sit and relax. Yep. You know, it's okay. It's like, it's just ridiculous. That's really ridiculous. You know, I'll just make myself a cocktail tonight. Maybe I'll add that to our guest primer. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. So any any anything else you'd like to talk about while we have our episode? I mean, going I right think now? it's amazing that we're able to carry on with the episode, even though we had an entire 20 minute segment removed spontaneously because we are that good. 
people still want to hear us. There's, and I, you know, I apologize ahead of time. Of course, there's some complaining in this episode, but it's justifiable. Yeah, but it's not like because it's not like it's be, not non-constructive, and it's so it's no. so on point with our episode. It makes so much sense. Like I can't, I I can't believe it happened. <laughs> It, it is on it point. makes so much sense it's exactly on it point. makes so much sense and oh my god you know like i said i should have known but at the same time there's a part of me that likes to give people opportunities i have always been the type of person people who know me always like to go oh he cuts people off i cut people off that's what i'm known for on the streets i cut people off no the fact is is that a lot of times people don't know the why and a lot of it's my boundaries because it's been people who mess with me. Like, look at the situation tonight. If I choose mm-hmm. not to speak to this person anymore or respond to her text messages, am I wrong? Absolutely not. I mean, I think I kind of did my due diligence to give her another opportunity to say like, hey, yeah. is this cool? Like, are we cool? Like, what happened? Yeah. Now we know. Now we know. Hey, listen, anyway. I can't remember the last time I had a good meal. Um, tell me what really? you ate tonight. What was it? Uh, I made uh, shrimp Thai curry or Thai shrimp curry. Wow. Coconut. Yeah, it was really good. It was delicious. With some basmati rice. Ooh. Basmati oh, rice. Yeah. That's a drag queen, isn't it? And it actually turned out like, okay. I consider myself a very proficient. No, you're, a, you're an excellent cook. Like you are ridiculous with detail too. Like you are like one of the few people that I've seen. There could be 95 chicken cutlets on a tray and she will make sure that each one of them has a blanket of garlic. Like she will make sure I've woven this together. Pieces of garlic, what you do is you cut them really thin and you weave them together like a little basket from Pier 1. And then you take each piece of chicken and you slip it into the bat. And 95 pieces, she would just be standing here. Boom, 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 boom. No, 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 no. That one missed one. Come on. That's how you are. Like I've seen you do this with the herbs. Like you literally all have like 95 of these leaves and each friggin' piece of chicken. It's as if she's doing like, you know, dinner for the Obamas. She's just... Here we go. This is, tell me, isn't that the way you cook? Maybe not that crazy, but I, I am, I, I, yes. (laughs) But for, for whatever reason, rice always seems to be a challenge Mm. for me. Mm. Rice is difficult. And, you know, I don't use a rice cooker. I I do it old school on the stove. (laughs) But it's like from one brand to another, it's not, the math is not always the same. Most of the time it's a a two to one water rice ratio, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's a little bit more or a little Mm -hmm. bit less water. And it just, it's gotten to the point where when it's cooking and I look at the rice and it tastes it and I, and it, it's like, al dente or a little bit more than then it's done if there's any water left i drain it but tonight making my basmati rice perfection mm. turned it off moved it to the side let it sit for five minutes fluffed it it wasn't clumpy it was delicious yeah, i love it so i can that 
I consider that a successful rice endeavor. Listen, you know, as we spoke before, right, there was, um, we talked about, we talked about um, closure. We talked mm. about gathering your strengths. Remember that? So, <laughs> so we go, we go full circle here because focus on the positives, make a list of your talents, gifts, and assets. Here's the thing. Even though you're not good at rice all the time, you have to note that this is actually one for the books. And do you remember what she did as she dropped, like her nipple ring just fell out. <laughs> did you hear it hit the floor? <laughs> did you hear it? Her nipple. nipple. No, it's still, but it's still in. I'm sorry. Your nipple ring's still in. Sorry. <laughs> I heard some big clank hit the floor. And I was, Cause her nipple rings are like, they're like barbells. They're just. Wow. <laughs> The neighbors downstairs, <laughs> they just went through their TV. <laughs> yeah. The Ropers. Don't you live above the Ropers? The Ropers. <laughs> well, okay. Going back to what you said. And we've talked about this before. I've thought about the merging of two of my favorite things food and photography mm. maybe this is another sign yeah i think you should be taking pictures of your food all the time because even just that night you made that meal on just a random night of the week you were like oh i'm just gonna throw something together and when she says that you know you might as well get jay-z and beyonce over for dinner because it's going to be serious <laughs> so she pulls out this tray remember it was the niswa salad and yeah, I mean, you want to talk about ingredients? She had shit flown in. She was like Stop Oprah it. bread. She was like, I need this flown in. Stop it. So you make this thing, right? This platter of food. And I take one of my pictures, which I consider is a good picture, but probably is a shitty picture. And it still looked amazing. So I'm thinking to myself, why don't you have your camera set up with a little bootleg light and do this? Yeah. I mean, you've got that big kitchen with floor to ceiling windows. Wow. I mean, come on. Yes, I will take more of my my. I food. mean, it, wait till people start writing about it. I'm telling you, people, I want you to bombard her on her Instagram. I want you to just be like, get your ass in gear. And then I want you, I want get you it. to write it in Romanian. I want you to write it in Czech. I want, I, I want. Maya to chime in with her moon language that she has. <laughs> and then Maya's husband's going to come in with the abregados because he hasn't been on the show in a bit. I need to right? bring him on. I was shopping Seriously. the other day and I was trying to get the hell out of the store because it was literally like shopping for COVID during COVID is the worst because you go in, mm. you feel like crap, you feel like, oh, and you got a mask on and then like there's one dressing room that you're sharing with like ev all genders are in this fitting room because they've closed every fitting room in the department store. Yeah. Do they, because do they even allow, Oh, there's only one. There's open? only one in the store I was in. But the point of my story was I was flipping through the sale rack of jeans, men's jeans and someone, I swear, this is why God has a sense of humor. Someone had put, <laughs> some sale women's pants or from the women's department, I won't say women's pants, but from the women's department, they were hanging in between and they were white linen 
that were just dangling on the rack in the and right in between the Levi's and the cam and the camel pants. <laughs> there they were. Just who's making culottes still? Listen, when you're a 90 year old Jew living on the Upper West Side, you need culottes. Stop it. I mean, I don't know why you're so critical of people and their culottes. I just didn't think it was a fashion that was still being produced. Listen, Maya's husband gets them somewhere. Because <laughs> you know he wears some linen culottes and he probably wears them well too with some sandals. Like those ones that come up to the ankle, those sandals. Sometimes you got a wow. little cord that you tie. Like those those like gladiator yep. sandals. Yep. And they're half Terrible. leather and the top part looks like macrame that you're going to put a plant in. Ugh. Yep. What are you, what are you painting? What are you Listen, painting? It's a new line called Abregado. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Emmanuel. When are we getting him on the show? Maybe one I day. I would love to have him come on. He he probably yes. be like cursing us out for Portuguese. He could teach us. He could teach us the ways of Brazil. Brazil, go I come, yes. come I go a Brazil. So <laughs> hey guys, we left off on a positive note, and I can't even talk. A positive note. I, I swear, you're English traumatized. Is my first language. I promise you. I know the. I know the anthem and everything. Um, <laughs> but I have to tell you. We really did. If I have to say, my favorite part of this episode was you reading your letter. I, I think that that was my favorite part because I think it's the most impactful. Um, it was the most honest part of our show. Um, and I just, it was my favorite. I thought it was great. Well, thank you for giving me the space to read it. You're welcome. And I'm sure our audience enjoyed it too. And you know, people are going to be like, I'm mad. She made me cry. I made Maya cry Did with you? the letter. Yeah. Mm. Well, listen, you know, it's going to be good for some of these old sandbags that are listening to our show because they can actually soften <laughs> a little bit. Right. Being so angry all the time. They need, they need a little bit of tenderizing. <laughs> some marination. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for listening to Later This Week with Coco and Fran. Have a good night. <laughs>